You're listening to the Life Church Livonia podcast, a show where you can hear the teachings from our weekend gatherings. You can catch the full service on our Facebook or YouTube and head over to our website if you'd like to give. Here we're real people following a real God and experiencing real life. Welcome to Life Church Livonia. Good morning, Life Church Livonia. It's so nice to be with you. I'm coming to you from one of your sister churches, Life Church Riverside. Uh, my name is Pastor Georgia, and I'm really glad to be with you again. It's so nice to be a part of this series on the book of Proverbs. Uh, we've been reading through the book of Proverbs at Riverside. I hope you guys have been too, because there are a lot of gems in that book. Aren't there a lot of gems? And I love it because the reality reality is that life is really hard, especially when you're stupid. And if you're not getting the wisdom of God, you're stupid. So come on, pray with me. God in heaven, I give you thanks and praise today, Lord God. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. I pray, God, that you would use me today to share your word with your people. Pray, God, that you would cleanse me and purify me, Lord God, empty me out of my stuff, what I think ought to be said and what I think ought to be shared, Lord God, and fill me up with your word, your intention, and your purpose for your people. Speak, Lord, for we are listening in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I am a prodigal daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm a prodigal daughter. I'm a prodigal daughter. Now, of course, we normally talk about the prodigal son in the Bible, in Luke chapter 15. And we're going to talk about that. But, But I'm a prodigal daughter. Now, I just want to take a quick quiz, quick quiz, true or false, true or false, true or false. The meaning of prodigal, the meaning of prodigal, because I hear a lot of people crying out and saying, God, you know, send home your prodigals. I'm looking for prodigals, prodigals, prodigal daughters, prodigal sons, prodigal teens, prodigal spouses. Uh, But let's talk about this quick, true or false, true or false, true or false. A prodigal is somebody who is far from God. A prodigal is somebody who is far from God. Come on, put it in the chat or wherever you are. You're watching on your big screen TV, on YouTube. You know, write it down wherever you are. But a prodigal is someone who is far from God. Okay, now put your finger on that. Just hold on, and we'll talk about the answer shortly. Come on, turn with me to Luke chapter 15 so we can read this story. It's a story that's very well known, and it's a story that's about me too. Uh, there's a man that has two sons and the younger son decides that he wants his inheritance before his father dies. Now, normally you all know how it works. Uh, there's a last will and testament. And in the last will and testament, typically the father gives goods to the family. And this is the younger son now. And he wants his share. He wants his share while his father is still living. He wants his share. And his father gives him his share. Look at what it says beginning in verse 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and journeyed himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. 
and he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate and no one gave him anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, now, this is the answer to our question. This is the answer to our question because there are probably many of you who said that, yes, a prodigal is somebody who is far from God. A prodigal is someone they were praying to come back to God, come back home, come back to the family, come back to uh, their common sense, right? But that's not what a prodigal is. A prodigal is somebody who wastes their resources. A prodigal is someone who has money has cash, has funding, has finance, as we say, but they waste it. They, they scatter it. They don't do anything positive with it. Look at what it says in verse 13. It's so powerful because it says that the son took up all his stuff, took up all the money and the, the bonds and the whatever it is, the stocks. He took all that stuff that his father had given him and then he left. He left and he went to a faraway country and then he spent all of his money. He spent it all. He spent it all on prodigal living. Prodigal living. What does that word there mean? Does that word mean that he spent it on living that's far from God? No, no. He spent it in a wasteful fashion. A prodigal is somebody who wastes resources. A prodigal is somebody who spends resources on pleasure, on fun, on entertainment, but not on anything productive. The word there in the Greek suggests a scattering of resources, a wasting of resources. In other words, the prodigal son was wasted. I know, I know, I know when I was younger and I was younger, that term meant somebody who was just really, really high, super high on whatever drug they could find, drink or whatever, being wasted meant you were really high. But in this case, wasted means somebody who wastes their resources. And we see a lot of this in our world because we have a kind of a consumption economy and a consumption culture and all we want to do is encourage people to spend because the message is if you get this car or if you get this house or if you go on this vacation or you put on this outfit that your life is going to be all right. Our culture tells us that if we acquire things, if we have acquisition as our main endeavor in life, that we're going to be all right because we've gained some things. And these things promise to make us happy and promise to make us beautiful and promise to make us satisfied. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We become attached to our things, to our possessions. There are some people that adore their possessions. They like their possessions sometimes more than they like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why you and I need to read the book of Proverbs because the book of Proverbs helps us decode this thing so that we understand what's really going on. Look what it says about the prodigal son. Look what it says. It says that he, he wasted everything he had, then he had nothing, and there was a severe famine. In other words, he didn't invest his money. He didn't save his money. He wasn't constructive with his money. He just spent his money. Have you ever been there? Uh, I've got a story to tell because I, my brothers and sisters, I, I've been there. I've been there. And so he goes and he works for somebody, and this person sends him out into the field to work with the swine, and he's so hungry because he's got nothing, and nobody gives him anything. He's got nothing. Uh, and so he says, I'd rather eat what the pigs eat. I'd rather eat 
what the pigs eat. See, my, 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 my friends, what's really going on here is that we're learning a valuable lesson, the first lesson about money. And the first lesson about money is it's not meant to be wasted. It's not meant to be just poured out on riotous living and entertainment because God gives us money for a reason. Look at what it says in Proverbs 12, 11. Proverbs 12, 11, it says this. It says, those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. See, that's what the prodigal son was doing. He was chasing a fantasy. He had this idea that if he had a big house and a big car and a lot of women, that he would be powerful, that he would be happy, that he would be content. So he spent all of his money on gaining things, thinking just like our society tells us, thinking that if he's got a bunch of stuff that he's going to be all right. But it says that those who work their land, Come on, somebody. It says those who work their land. In other words, the idea here in the Bible is that you got to work your land. You've got to do something with it. Whatever you have, beloved, we're invited to do something with it. Are you doing something with your land? Are, are you doing something with it? Are you just sitting on it? Are you improving it, developing it, cultivating it? Because this says, and look at Proverbs 28 and 19. Those 28, Proverbs 28 and 19 says something very similar. Look what it says. Those who work their land will have abundant food. Remember the prodigal son? The prodigal son was hungry. The prodigal son was hungry because he didn't have any food. And the Bible says nobody gave him anything. Those who work their land will have abundant food. But those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. Mm, mm, mm. See, what this scripture is telling us is it's telling us that people who chase the fantasy world mm, will get poverty. And those who go to work every day, mm, 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 those who work their land, those who develop and cultivate and nurture, those who will, will do something constructive with the resources that God has given us, those people will have abundant food. See, 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 don't, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. When they get on, when they get on uh, uh, TV or video or whatever you're watching, computer, whatever it is, and, and you see these commercials for um, uh, 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 football, uh, gaming, and you can do it on your computer, on your, on your phone, and you can bet, and you can, you can, you can bet at the casino, and you can bet on the teams, and you can do all that kind of stuff on your phone. When you see that on your phone, uh, beware, because that's a trick, that's a trap, and that trick and that trap is set because it makes it seem like you're going to enjoy the fact that you're spending your resources in this way, and the only one that wins is the house. The house always wins. The house always wins. It's so funny when the casino owner comes on the commercial and says, I'm inviting you to my casino and I want you to come and have a good time. And oh, by the way, we will be enriching the casino owner by spending our money in this way. It looks attractive. It looks fun. We've got the athletes and those who are already wealthy, by the way, and they're inviting you and me to get on there and spend our money so that we can bet on our phone. It's convenient. And oh, by the way, they'll give you some money so that you can do it. And hey, we wind up with no money and everything. Everybody else gets money. The casino owner, the athletes and the entertainers get money because they're getting paid for these advertisements and they're getting sources of money from elsewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Things look good. They look beautiful. And we can chase after that fantasy, but it will only lead to poverty. See, 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 some of us are eager to get rich. We want to get rich. We want to get rich quick. Look what Proverbs 28 and 20 says. Mm. Proverbs is good, y'all. It says, 
a faithful person will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. Are we eager to get rich? Do we believe the hype that, that people can get rich quick? Are you trying a get rich quick scheme? Hmm. Is somebody trying to get you to go in on it? Some kind of a get rich quick scheme? Look at how Proverbs 28 and 21 breaks it down. This is powerful, y'all. This is powerful. This says, and uh, actually it's verse 22. It says, the stingy are eager to get rich and are unaware that poverty awaits them. Mm, mm, mm. This is powerful, y'all. The stingy are eager to get rich and are unaware that poverty awaits them. You might be saying, wait a minute, Rev. You just said we were talking about somebody who uh, is wasting their resources. That doesn't sound like somebody that's stingy. Oh, yes, but check it out. The person who only spends their money on their own personal entertainment and on their own personal desires, that person is stingy because you know what we can do with our money? We can share it. You know what we can do with our resources? We can bless somebody else. But the stingy person, the person who's always keeping it for themselves, always wants to have money for their own entertainment, their own enjoyment, their own pleasure, their own satisfaction, that person is stingy. You know what? That prodigal son was stingy because he kept the money for himself, but he wouldn't work the money. He wouldn't invest the money. He wouldn't do anything wise with the money. No, no. The only thing the prodigal son was interested in was satisfying himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, I want you to know that, that there's a different course of action that we can take with our money. We don't have to just spend it or waste it. We don't have to just simply believe the hype that if we will purchase certain things and buy into certain lifestyles that we will find satisfaction. By the same token, if you don't have a certain lifestyle, if you don't have a certain kind of home, if you don't have a certain kind of car, that does not mean that you have to live an unsatisfied life. That does not mean that you're just going to have to live a sad and pitiful life. No, the lie, that's a lie that comes and that lie says that if we only had more stuff, we'd be happier. But here, we're going to look at these Proverbs and it's going to help us understand that that is not the case. In fact, my beloved friends out there at LCL, listen, generosity, generosity is actually the way of living that God recommends. Generosity is the way. Look, let's go back. Let's go back to our our story about the prodigal son, because you know what? The prodigal son has an awareness moment. Of course, it helps that he was hungry and starving and desperate and had no more money left. And there was a famine and he was in trouble. And come on, somebody, let's just be honest, because a lot of us, that's when we come to God. We come to God. Why? We come to God because we are desperate. We come to God because we're broke. We come to God because we're hungry. We come to God because we have no place else to go and nowhere else to turn. And so we finally decide we're going to try Jesus. I'm praying that there's somebody out there right now uh, that is feeling that call upon their hearts. It's feeling that call that maybe in their desperation, maybe in your loneliness, maybe in your poverty, maybe in your brokenness, that you decide today that you need to try Jesus because you tried everything else. 
but maybe you need to try Jesus. I, I pray and hope that you will make that decision today. Let's go back to our prodigal. Let's go back to our prodigal. We're going to go now to verse 17, verse 17. Look at what it says. It says when he came, but when he came to himself, mm, that's a sermon right there. When he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Amazing. Our prodigal son here decides maybe he needs to go to work. Come on. He decides that maybe it needs to do something more than just party away his funds and his resources and just hang out and do nothing constructive. He decides that he needs to get a job because he has seen that the people who work for his father on the ranch, the people who work for his father on the farm, they have bread to eat and to spare. Mm. Don't miss that because what that is suggesting is, is that their faithfulness in working, their devotion to what they were doing was giving them not only enough bread to satisfy their hunger, but they had some to spare. Mm. Do you have any bread to spare? Do you have resources to spare? Because those resources that we have, the abundance, the overage, God is inviting us to do something with those resources too. Look at what it says in Proverbs eleven twenty five. Oh, there's so many good verses in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. Look at what it says in 1125. It says a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Proverbs 1125. Isn't that beautiful? A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Mm, mm, mm. That, that's exciting, y'all. That's exciting because what that suggests here is that the person who shares, the person who gives, the person who causes a blessing to come upon somebody else, they will receive a blessing. See, what the son didn't realize was that if you take your resources and you spend them in conversation with God, in consultation with the Lord, listening for the Holy Spirit's guidance. If we will do that, then when we spend our money, when we invest our money, guess what? We'll have enough and then some to spare. We'll have enough. We won't be hungry and we'll have some to spare. We'll have some to share. We'll have some to care. There will be some other resources available. Look at what it says in Proverbs 22 and nine. It says the generous will themselves be blessed for they share their food with the poor. Listen, y'all, we live in an upside down kingdom. The kingdom of God is upside down. The world says you gain by getting in the kingdom of God. We gain by giving. See, see, we live in an upside down kingdom. We do things differently. The world says you've got to take, you've got to save, you've got to hold on. And if you will do that, and if you will just be concerned about, I got mine, you need to go ahead and get yours. If you continue with that kind of mentality, no, 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 that's not the way to get blessed. The way to get blessed in the kingdom of God is to share. The way to get blessed in the kingdom of God is to invest in the lives of others. The way to, um, to get in the kingdom of God is to be one who is generous. Mm. Are, are you generous or are you stingy? Are, are you willing to give? 
I, I know it's scary to give because giving means you've got to trust in the Lord. See, that's the principle of tithing. Now, now we're not bound to tithe, but the principle of tithing that was given to the Israelites was that you give the first and you give the best. And it requires some trust because when you give the first and you give the best, guess what? That means you trust God for the rest. Mm, mm, mm. Look at this. It says that the generous will, will be blessed because they share their food with the poor. Look, 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 look at what it says here. Look what it says here in Proverbs eleven twenty eight. See, this is the problem. This is the problem. It's summarized right here for you in eleven twenty eight. Look what it says. It says those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. That's good. It says that some people trust in their riches. That is, they trust in their riches to satisfy them. They trust in their riches to make them happy. They trust in their riches to make them feel uh, pr proud in themselves and to be able to hold their head up because they've got a lot of money in the bank and they've made a lot on their investments. And, and we think that those things will, will make us feel good and make us feel good about ourselves. There are people who are so tied up in their employment, not because they love what they do, but because it makes them wealthy. It gives them money. And so we put our trust in our riches. Hmm. But it says that the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Now let's, let's unpack that a little bit because this scripture is actually inviting you to trust in the Lord. I know it may not seem like that at first, but it's inviting you to trust in the Lord. This scripture is saying, don't trust in riches. It says, actually trust in God. I know you're looking at that text and you're going, I don't see trust in God, but I do see the word righteous. Mm, the word righteous, the word righteous. Now in an Old Testament context, the word righteous meant somebody who was always obedient to the law. It meant somebody who was following the commands and living a life that was obedient to the law. But in the New Testament, somebody say amen for the New Testament. In the New Testament, we are not righteous because we follow the law or keep the law because we can't. We are righteous because of our relationship with God. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's what the scripture says. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. See, see, our righteousness comes from our relationship with Jesus Christ. And through that relationship, we gain righteous status. We gain a status which says that we are now in accord with God. We gain a status which says we are lined up with the Lord. We gain a status which says we're in alignment with the Lord and what the Lord is doing. The righteous will thrive like a green leaf. You see, if you trust in riches, you're destined to fall because those riches will go the way of all flesh my friends the riches cannot last uh, you can't take it with you as they say but the righteous those who are in relationship with God they will thrive like a green leaf see the invitation is to spend our money in accordance with what God says to spend our money in a conversation with God to utilize our resources in conversation with God see that's why I'm a prodigal daughter. I'm a prodigal daughter. I'm a prodigal daughter. Uh, true, true story, true story. 
years ago, my father's deceased now, but years ago, uh, uh, he gave me some money to pay a bill. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gave me some money to pay a bill. And um, I didn't do it. I didn't pay the bill he gave me the money for. I held on to the money. I put it in the bank. And guess what I did with it, y'all? Come on. Who gets, who gets the A on the quiz today? That's right. I spent it. I spent it. Not all at once. I don't remember really buying anything really extravagant, but I didn't pay the bill that he told me to pay. Oh, I had to pay it later on. I had to pay it later on, but I didn't pay it then. And because he and I had never talked about it again, I knew that he believed that I had been an obedient daughter and that I had done what he told me to do. Well, years passed and I was invited to speak at a church. And as a part of that, I had to watch the movie Courageous. And in that movie, the movie Courageous, the men actually decide that they're going to recommit themselves to the Lord. And I felt a tugging on my spirit. I felt a tugging on my spirit to make it right with the Lord. In the film, if you haven't seen it, it's a great movie. The men, each of them have to come to terms with their faith. They have to come to terms with their lives, what they've been doing, how they've been living. Have they been living a lie or living the truth? Have they been living honoring God or have they been living ducking and dodging from God? What have they been doing? And so I felt in those moments the need to come clean. Mm. Anybody out there need to come clean today? Because if you do, you're in the right place at the right time. So I had to go to my father. Now, now I was a little nervous about this, but I felt in all good consciousness, conscience, I could not preach that message. I could not talk about that subject unless I talked to my father first. I had no choice but to talk to him first because I couldn't talk about that topic, that subject matter, and that film. I could not do it until, until I had talked to my father. Have you ever been there? Maybe you too have a money issue. Maybe you too have some money matters. Maybe you too have some money confusion and you're looking for a way to deal with your financial situation. Well, guess what? You know what I've learned as I'm reading through the book of Proverbs? I've learned that the money matters that we have, the money issues that we have, you know what they really are? They boil down to a heart issue. That's right, it's a heart issue. Look at what it says. In Proverbs, I'm sorry, not Proverbs, yes, in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. This is what it comes down to, y'all. This is what it comes down to because you know what? If you love the Lord, mm, you're going to get some help with your finances. Look at what it says, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. It says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Looks, let's read down to verses nine and 10. Look at what it says. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Mm. Look at what it says, verses 13 and 14. Look what it says. Proverbs 3. This is good, y'all. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding and the woman. 
for her proceeds, the proceeds of wisdom, for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. Mm, mm, mm. In other words, what this scripture is telling us is, is that if we will trust in the Lord with all of our heart, if we will trust in the Lord with all of our being, if we will trust in the Lord with all of our might, with all of our hopes, with all of our dreams, if we will trust in the Lord, we will be blessed. And what that means is that we will spend our money in consultation with God, in conversation with God. You know what the prodigal son's biggest problem was? He was going to take all his daddy's money and then he was going to act like his father was dead. He didn't talk to his father. He didn't seek counsel from his father. He didn't ask his daddy whether or not I should buy this car or buy this house. He didn't talk to his father. And I want you to know that God wants to talk to you today. God wants to talk to you about how you're spending your resources, not just your financial resources, but your emotional resources. God wants to talk to you today about how you are spending. Are you a prodigal? Are you wasting your resources? Are you spending your resources in a way which honors God? This is the question, my brothers and sisters. This is the invitation. And so just like that prodigal son went back to his father, I had to go back to mine. And I want you to know that the prodigal son, when he went back to his father, the Bible says that when the father saw him from afar off, that the father ran to the son. The father was so happy that the son had come to himself, had come back to his daddy, that the father ran to him. And I want you to know that if you will talk to your father today, if you will talk to God, today. If you will talk to the creator of the universe and your creator, if you will talk to that one today, I want you to know that God will hear what you have to say and God will give you mercy. When I told daddy that I hadn't spent the money the way I was supposed to spend it, when I confessed to him that I never told him about it, you know what he did? He said, that's all right. I understand. He forgave me. He extended me mercy. And if you need mercy today, you are in the right place because we serve a God that will come and run after us. We serve a God that will speak to us. We serve a God that will bless us. We serve a God that will extend mercy to us. And you are invited today to do that. You are invited today to come to a new understanding and new relationship with God. Why? Because God will bless you as you continue your relationship and conversation with him. Maybe today what you want to do is give your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe what you want to do today is give your heart to the Lord. Maybe what you want to do is be like that son or be like me who came and the son came to himself and I came to myself and I came and I said, Father, forgive me. See, God will forgive. So come on, pray with me if that's you today. Gracious God in heaven, I come confessing my sin. My sin of taking my money and spending it however I want to and not considering you. God, I come to you today asking, oh God, that you would forgive me that you would wash me and that you would receive me to yourself. God, I pray that you would bless me with relationship with you. 
so that now as I live my life and I spend my resources, I can be in conversation with you. I want to be saved today, Father, and I want to come back to you, God, the God of all creation, the God of the entire universe. And I bless you today, Lord. I give you thanks. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So if that was you today, you have just made the best decision you will ever make. And if you come to Life Church Livonia, Pastor Alex is going to make sure that you learn about Jesus, that you are shepherded, that you are cared for, and that you grow in your faith. May God bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name, amen.